Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday the 19th of October. Today, the AFLW takes its turn to deal with COVID dramas, a sad day for rugby union, and an Irishman takes the T20 World Cup by storm. But first... Stand by for a start, and they're racing in the Caulfield Cup. Master of Wine away only fairly, incentivised from the outside gate, was neutral away. It takes a special horse to do the Spring Carnival Cup double and win both the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup. In fact, it's only been done 11 times in the history of the two races. But on Tuesday, the 2nd of November, a horse by the name of Incentivise could make it and even doesn't. But Incentivise is coming away, four legs in front, and Incentivise, what a star, won the Caulfield Cup from non-conformist. In Saturday's Caulfield Cup, Incentivise produced a brilliant performance that has seen him become a short price favourite for the Melbourne Cup in a couple of weeks' time. But in the world of horse racing, winning comes at a price. Looking's for free, touching's going to cost you something. A 1.5 kilo cost, in fact. The chief handicapper for the Melbourne Cup has handed incentivised a 1.5 kilo penalty for his win in the Caulfield Cup, meaning the horse will have to carry 57 kilos in the Melbourne Cup, as well, of course, as the tiny little man on his back with the whip. Christ, he's tiny. Have a bigger chunk of corn in my crap. And history will be against incentivise. No horse has managed the Cup double since Ethereal in 2001 and only one horse since 1977 has ever carried 57 kilos or more in the Melbourne Cup and won the race. And that horse, well, she was something special. Here's McKayvey Diva. A nation roars for a hero. She's starting to wind up. But McKayvey Diva clear with 100 metres to go. But a champion becomes a legend. McKayvey Diva has won it. The AFL Grand Final went ahead, the NRL Grand Final went ahead. Hell, the Spring Carnival has even been able to host a couple of big races with fans in attendance. It feels like we might just be getting on top of this whole COVID situ. Richmond's AFLW program is tonight in shutdown after a player tested positive to COVID-19 over the weekend. The rapid antigen testing notified officials before the standard COVID test confirmed the outcome. All players and staff received at least one COVID vaccination but have been told to stay away from the club for at least a week. So now it's the AFLW's turn to deal with the COVID drama. And it's not just Richmond having to navigate COVID's troubled waters. Adelaide AFLW player Denny Van Hagen has refused to get the jab. The 28-year-old, a registered nurse, attending a Freedom of Choice rally on Saturday. The Crows released a statement in response to Van Hagen's stance that they strongly encourage people to be vaccinated. But currently, the AFL has not finalised their vaccination policy, and as such, it is up to the individual. Unless, of course, that individual resides in Victoria, whose state government has made vaccinations mandatory if footballers want to resume training. Something that D's Premiership player Tom McDonald does not agree with. I think it's ethically wrong to force people into a a medical uh, procedure, I guess. Um, I think we were on track. We would have got 90% as a state anyway, and I don't see why we needed to cause such sort of issues and division by forcing people in many jobs where it's probably not as necessary. That's why you get vaccinated, you protect yourself. I don't understand why we need to force other players to. A famous Bon Mott asserts that opinions are like assholes and that everyone has one. On the upside, the AFLW season doesn't kick off until the 6th of January, so hopefully this is just a blip on the radar for the women's competition. 11 Irishmen and 11 Dutchmen walked onto a cricket oval. Ah, come on, Cloudy. Yeah, do something funny. Yeah. All right, I I know one joke. Oh, this isn't a joke. It's the T20 World Cup. 
Last night, the preliminary qualifying stage of the competition continued, with the Netherlands taking on Ireland. The Dutch won the toss and elected to bat first, a decision they'd live to regret thanks to an Irish all-rounder by the name of Curtis Camper. Third umpire says he has to change his decision. It could be a big wicket at this stage in the 10th over. Bowling the 10th over and with the Dutch struggling for runs but with wickets in hand, Camper broke through getting Colin Ackerman out caught behind. And then he did it again. Cut close, first ball! He's been in no form at all, Tendoskata, this year. And that run has continued, what a moment. Ryan Tendoskata, gone, LBW. And Camper did it again. Well, how close is that? How close is that? It's a hat-trick ball. Please, says Curtis Camper. Please, umpire, can you? Impact in the line. Wickets hitting. Scott Edwards, gone, LBW. And just like that, Curtis Camper had taken an international T20 hat-trick. But he wasn't finished. There's another one, four and four. Curtis Camper. What are you delivering? Are those cannonballs or cricket balls? Four in four. Ireland went on to win the game, unsurprisingly, and Camper became just the third player ever to take an international T20 double hat-trick. I guess you could say he's one happy Camper. Yeah, that's not funny. That's not the kind of humour we do on this show. Shut up, I'm a dad. I'm qualified to make those jokes. In the other game, Sri Lanka also beat Namibia in the early hours of this morning. And remember, if you've missed anything so far, you can catch up on all the action with KO Minis. And we finished today's scorecard on a sad note. 25-year-old chief swinger Sean Wainui has died in a car crash in Bay of Plenty this morning. Wainui played for a number of different teams, including the Crusaders and New Zealand Māori. Just four months ago against the Waratahs, Wainui broke a super rugby try-scoring record, becoming the first player to score five tries in a single match. Wainui is on hand! The outpouring of emotion from the rugby community has been continuous since the news broke yesterday, and our thoughts are with Sean's family and friends at this time. A life and a career cut far too short. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday the 19th of October. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.